0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Coffee Run Live. I really do need to have a look and see how many episodes we are up to now. I feel like we're at least in the high 500s, if not more. I'm not real sure about that, how fascinating that would be. I know uh, part of the thing, we, we stopped talking about what episode number because iTunes wouldn't let my um, let the description have the episode number in there. We'll let the title have the episode number in there. So to make it easy for content repurposing and content distribution, we stopped talking about all of the episodes, which um, is irritating because I'm kind of like, well, I like to know what episode number we're up to. I think it's a really awesome celebration. Don't you reckon? I think it is. I think it is, but I do think that we're somewhere around. um, We're probably somewhere around the mid to high five hundreds. I'm I think I'm. I'm thinking. Um, I could be wrong though. I'll have to go and have a look. So, what I wanted to talk to you about today. I just delivered a class. For my very fabulous clients on lead magnets and all of that kind of stuff. So I thought I would come into you with just the cliffs notes of what's really important with when it comes to you know building your email list and things like that. Now The time that we are living in at this moment in time, in terms of social media and and things like that, we're we're living in quite a, for want of a better word, quite a volatile time where I I keep seeing notifications of people who have had their pages shut down. I keep seeing notification, or like comments rather, of people who have managed to find a way in and said, you know, like my, my group was closed down. Hi, Nikki. Uh, groups closed down. Uh, hey, Rebecca, things shut off. Um, comments from ages ago, like three years ago, or posts from three, four, five years ago, being deleted. It's so weird. You know, we're we're living in an age where nothing is guaranteed, nothing is concrete, and censorship is is sky high. And whether you agree with it or not. The risk that we run by having a presence, regardless of your, you know, you don't even have to be talking about, you know, all of the things that are going on in the world right now. You don't have to be talking about any of that stuff to have your things from five years ago deleted or blocked out or blacked out and and things like that, or your groups being closed down, your pages being shut down. So, What we run the risk of doing is if you're putting all of your eggs into your group, if you're putting all of your your eggs in the the one social media basket without having a backup, it's 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 a really scary time to be alive because it could all go and and be taken away from you in this snap of a finger. And, you know, you can try and appeal it, but look, let's be honest, uh, a lot of the things that go through to appeal are going into the queue of an AI, and it's not actually being looked at by a human. So, you know, you've just got to be mindful and be careful of this, I I suppose. So what I've been talking about for years is the importance of building and growing your email list. Now, this won't come as as a shock or a surprise to many of you who have listened to me for any length of time. But me saying that you've got to go build your email list is one thing, and actually going and doing it is quite another. So I threw down a challenge to my people today, and I thought I would extend that to you. And that was to spend the next few days, or maybe not over the weekend, depending on what your boundaries are, perhaps next week, going and creating a brand new lead magnet. But I want to give you some uh, foundational things to be able to make it easy for you. Now, you are incredibly educated you are incredibly knowledgeable you know a hell of a lot more than what your audience does in terms of what it is that you do and most of the time what happens is people actually undervalue and and yeah undervalue and overcomplicate things because you're trying to be really generous with what it is that you know right but that can leave your audience going like ah. so for example In in your case, you might be you might say to me, Oh Nicola, like I I really need to know how to create more content for social media. You know, how do I do that? And I'll say, Oh, look, you know, this is really great. Here's a tool that can help you with that, but there's also these other things that you also need to do in order to make it work for you. So The thing that you've got to do first of all is identify what is the most common problem that your audience has or the biggest question that I ask you or something that's maybe been coming up a fair bit over the last couple of months. So if you're talking to people, you'll know that you'll start to see a bit of a trend generally with uh, what it is that's going on and, and things like that for them. So let's pretend you said to me, Nick, I want to go and get some new photos taken for work. Who, how do I find a photographer and what do I need to do? Well, I would say, first of all, okay, cool. Well, you've got to work out what kind of photos it is that you want. Uh, you know, these is, like, what kind of vibe do you want to look for? These are some search terms that you might utilize when it comes to actually having your photogra- uh, photographers, having your photographs taken. These are the types of things that you'd maybe want to consider and look at, right? And then I would say, but. (laughs) So, my lead magnet is going to give you what you want, right? Which is the problem that you think you have, which I don't know how to choose a brand photographer. So, the, the first rule of thumb with all of your lead magnets is sell them what they want for free, right? In exchange for a name and an email address. Give them something that solves their problem. Don't be an asshole. Don't do the whole bait and switch thing. Make sure that they are getting the thing that they have asked for. So, the The problem that you might have is choosing this brand photographer, for example. So these are the kinds of photos that you might like. But when I'm talking to you via an email series that comes out automatically, but I've personally written, that comes out for you following that, I would say, you know, but but one of the big things that people say to me is, you know, how do you... How do you feel more confident and natural when the camera's on you? And I will say, well, <laughs> I always feel like a wanker. Uh, and then I will say, <laughs> even though that's the case, here are some things that I would do in order to try and channel some of that confidence and, and how to build some of your, uh, like your, your I, I guess, the energy when you're showing up on camera. I always feel like an idiot in a photo shoot. In fact, I was saying this to my photographer the other day. I'm like, oh my God, I feel like an idiot. Actually, I said, I feel like a wanker. Um, so, you know, that, that, doesn't, that that's gotten less over time for me, which is really helpful. So my lead magnet is really simple. It's here's the things that you need to know about choosing a brand photographer. The next thing that you've got to be aware of is that most people don't actually feel confident in front of a camera. So here are some things that you can do to make that a bit easier for you the next problem that you've got to address or the next thing that i would say is like when you're having your photos taken or you're you're briefing the photographer or you're preparing your outfits or you're preparing the locations or whatever is you've got to know who are the people that you actually want resonating with the photos that you're putting out there. What kind of vibe do you want to create? How do you want them to feel? Do you want them to go, oh my gosh, like you're so amazing. Or do you want them to go, oh yeah, you know, you seem really real or you, you seem really friendly. You feel really approachable. Or you seem a bit edgy. You know, this is the kind of thing that I want. Is that I want to feel like the photos that I put out there, my professional photos that I put out there, kind of like show a different angle or a different element of me than what you might see on the coffee run. Like the coffee runs are always generally in active wear uh, or, or something depending on what's going on in my day. So... That would be the, one of the ways I would say for, for structuring a lead magnet is give them what they want first of all, but and, and get their name and email address in exchange for them getting that, that lead magnet. Now, your lead magnet is, uh, some people call this an ethical bribe. Some people will call this a, uh, an education piece or a piece of thought leadership or whatever it might be. You could put out there a PDF document. You could create an ebook. You could do a video training. You could do an audio series. You can build out a checklist. Think about the things that are that are for you really no brainer. Another example that I could give you. Um, you guys know, I've been fairly open with my story in 2010, 2011, wasn't making much money. Uh, came out of corporate with a lot of pressure to perform. And what, one of the things that I did in order to sort of like manage, I micromanaged our money uh, to the point of like, it was so tight, it was ridiculous. Um, and one of the things that I did to help along that with, with managing my household uh, expenses and my household income was I started menu planning. And so I would do a menu plan for two weeks. I would make sure that I had everything mapped out. I got our shopping bill, shopping bill down to something like I don't, I can't remember now. Like seventy or eighty dollars a week. It was ridiculous uh, for five of us, and that included lunches, right? Leftovers for lunches, and uh, it was nuts. It was completely ridiculous. And I was like, but it was for me. I find systemizing things. So easy and so helpful because it feels like I've got some level of control when there are other things in my world that I can't control, right? So for me, I, I was talking to somebody about this um, a couple of years later, and I'm like, I'll just do a menu plan, and like, I don't know how to do a menu plan. And I was like, huh? Okay. Uh, and then like you build, you do your menu plan, and then you build out your shopping list to that, and then you just go. You only buy what's on the list. If it's not on the list, you don't buy it. and and see how you go and you batch cook and you make sure that you make extra at night so that you've got leftovers for for lunch the next day. And they were blown away. And I was like, I don't understand why everybody doesn't do this. Like, isn't like, I still do this to this day, not quite as micromanaged like that. Um, But we still menu plan and I still build up my shopping list to the menu plan. And it just, you know, it means that we're not spending money on shit that we don't need or stuff going, getting thrown out in the in the garbage after a week because we didn't, we weren't planning what we're having. The other thing that I love about this, for those of you with children, you will resonate with this, I'm sure. The second they get in the car, mm, that's not strictly true. Within two minutes of them getting in the car when I pick them up from school, like, mum, what's for dinner? It's like, it's the first thing that they kind of like, that they're thinking about. I'm like, have we got other things that we could talk about here or is it just what's for dinner? And I used to get so jacked of that question. I'd be like, you can check the menu plan when we get home. It's on the menu plan. Um, So that's just like, that was like, they enjoy, they enjoy that too. They like that. Oh yeah, that's really cool. So... The things that seem really obvious and seem really no-brainer to you, they're often the things that other people really struggle with. You know, it it could be like, for me, it's so easy to come up with content because I've been doing it for so long. And sometimes I've kind of really got to come back and go, well, actually you know, what is it about this that people find hard? What is it about this that people find challenging? And then everything that I put out there is all about trying to make your life easier. So when you're thinking about what should you create for your lead magnet, one of the big questions you can ask yourself is what is the biggest thing that people keep asking me for help with? And if you don't have clients yet, then go and find groups of people that are your clients or your prospective clients, and go and see what types of questions they're asking in the different groups. Go and go do your research. Go do some interviews. Ask them what their biggest challenges are. Do a survey. Like there's a billion and one things that you can do to find out this information. Once you know what the big problem is, and you know what it takes to solve it, I want you to. Make the the things that it takes to solve it. Break it down into like three chunks. Don't give them war and peace on on what it is that they need to do because they, they they're gonna check out. They're not gonna watch it. They're not gonna listen. They they they, they need succinct, right? So keep it really, really simple. And then say, hey, like if you, there's obviously so many more layers to this, if you want some help with this, then this is how you can go about accessing that. And that's where you put in a call to action, which might be, hey, jump on this webinar, jump on a call with me, um, buy this book, buy this program, whatever it happens to be. Uh, keep, just keep it really simple. Because here's the thing. We all know that if I said to you that there's three keys to menu planning, right? In a way that's really awesome, then you're, you can go and do that, but then you might say, but then what happens if X, Y, Z, or what do we do in, you know, na, 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 or how does this work in this sort of scenario? So then I can start to address that through other emails and through other blogs and, and through other live streams and things like that, right? Right. So keep it simple and then explain that there's always other nuances. There's always exceptions. There's always layers. There's always roadblocks, which is true. There's always things that are going to come up for people. So keep it really simple. Now, a couple, of, a couple of just other really quick points to let you know with lead magnets that are really, I think, pivotal and helpful and something that you don't want to forget. So this is something that you'll want to remember, right? If I'm using my positive language. There are three main learning styles, visual, auditory and kinesthetic. Visual people like to be able to watch, they like to be able to read. The auditory people like to be able to listen. So some of you only listen to me on SoundCloud or iTunes or on on like different podcast platforms. Uh, Some of you like to watch and listen, but you'll press play and then you'll be listening and, and doing other things as well, which is totally fine. So long as you're not driving and trying to take notes or something, it's okay. Um, so the, the the auditory people like to be able to listen to you, right? The kinesthetic people like to be able to print stuff off or you know, like interact physically. With what it is that you've created. So if you're going to create a PDF, you could go and do a five minute audio that goes along with that PDF, or you could create a video that explains what goes along with that PDF or, or a, a visual training an audit a, a visual. So video training that also talks, obviously, because otherwise it's just you going, which would be silly. So you could create a video training that explains how to use this checklist that, that you've created. You could narrate an ebook rather than just writing it. Um, You could do a four-part video training series that's got worksheets. The thing that you wanna always do is make sure that you're, you're catering to those different learning styles and that you're not missing someone out because to me, you're spending all of this time creating it. You want it to be consumed by as many different learning styles as humanly possible. So that is my advice to you today. So, The challenge for you is to go and create a brand new lead magnet. I'd love to hear how you go with this actually as well. So go map it out. What's the big problem that you're going to solve for people? Like the big picture problem. It doesn't have to be a big problem. It can just be that big overall picture problem you're going to solve. What are the three things that they need to do? How are you going to deliver it? And then you're going to go and create it and I can't wait to hear how you go. All right. On that note, I'm going to love you and leave you and enjoy the rest of your Friday. Good job, Carmen. I love to know that you are doing that. Hey, Rachel. So get out there, go help some people, have a whole ton of fun doing it. Remember that the world is most definitely ready for your brand of awesome. And also we've got Contentology uh, open and still available for registration up until the end of next week. So you could be the crowned queen of contentology just by committing to posting every single day on your page to become more visible. Now, the thing that happens with that is yeah, you could win a grand, but more importantly, you build your more you build your visibility, you build your engagement. People get to know you, like you, trust you. We've had people make more sales than ever before by using this process. It's only like $97. So, absolute no brainer. Hope to see you in there. Meanwhile, go into all of the things and I will see you next week, if not before. Bye.